0: All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch.
1: Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
0: It's hard for all of us to handle increasing temperatures, right? When it's really hot, I don't know about you, I just don't do very well. But we can compensate, right? We can find shade, maybe find air conditioning. We can make an effort to cool down. Animals, not so much. Now, making sure animals can handle heat helps us too, especially when it comes to farm animals like cattle. And there is a lot of work that is being done on this, and we're going to learn more about it right now. Dr. John Church is with us, Associate Professor in Natural Resource Science at Thompson Rivers University and BCIC Regional Innovation Chair in Cattle Industry Sustainability. Dr. Church, thanks for being here.
1: Oh, good morning, Simi. It's really great to join you here in the studio today. I'm I know. pretty excited.
0: So nice to have you in person. So tell me, how do you get into doing this? How, like, well, how did you think that, you know what, we need to make cattle more heat sustainable?
1: It actually goes back to 2017. Uh, California got hit by a really big heat dome, and they lost about 5,000 cattle in San Jose. And I started worrying, what if one of these heat domes starts to shift north? And, and then it did. We And it did by 2021. So I wanted to make sure that we get ready because... You know, unlike our dairy cattle or chickens and pigs, our cows, our beef cows are outside. And lots of times they don't, you know, sometimes they have opportunity for shade, sometimes they don't. Sometimes they're trapped in a pen where they have no shade. And I I started to worry if it can happen in California. Uh, We're we're generally five to ten years behind. Anything we see in California, we might be seeing here. So that's when I embarked on this ambitious program with Kwantlen Polytechnic University to try and adapt our cattle or mitigate the future effects of climate change.
0: Now, Ambitious is right, because I was reading about this, and essentially what you're trying to do is create a whole new type of cattle.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, we're, we're trying to uh, introduce a new gene that it's a natural mutation that occurred on the island of St. Croix in the 1700s. It's, it's called the slick mutation from an animal called a centipole. And as luck would have it, I found embryos frozen in Alberta that had been sitting in a, in a tank of liquid nitrogen for 18 years, and I, I, I bought them and I resurrected them. <laughs> okay, so first we, of all,
0: I'm feeling like Jurassic know, Park going, here for a second. I know you're What the heck is going on? Also, what are the chances? Like, what were they doing? There's this whole story behind what these frozen embryos were doing there. Yeah,
1: well, their idea was that they would use. They were creating Cenopol Angus hybrids to sell to customers in Asia. They had found out about. The uh, Angus, Canadian Angus, and then when they would basically move, uh, send Canadian Angus to Asia, they, like countries like Cambodia and Laos, they wouldn't do very well. So they created these hybrids, and fortunately, the, uh, they were still around. So originally, the animals come from St. Croix, they went to Texas, uh, frozen in a tank in Alberta, and now they're here in British Columbia.
0: Okay, so you created cattle.
1: I did, I did, absolutely. Um, But what what we're doing is, you know, the problem with the heat domes is that not only are we going to be faced with plus 50 celsius but because the climate change is causing the jet stream to oscillate it's pulling down the cold air in the winter from siberia that we normally didn't get so remember in 2021 we had that enormous heat dome well about three months prior we also had one of the worst polar vortexes
0: That's north right.
1: america had ever seen and it almost crashed the power grid all the way down to texas and you think it's hard to adapt when it's plus 50 here in you know here in british columbia it's equally bad when it's minus 20 in Texas. So.
0: Okay, so then if you got to work on it, how far along are you? Like how successful are you at this? Well,
1: actually, we're, we've been remarkably successful. We've got actual animals on the ground. But what I've done is I've crossed them with some cold hardy breeds. So we've crossed them with a the Scottish Highland. Uh, if you've ever seen a Scottish Highland, it kind of looks like Chewbacca from Star I, Wars with <laughs> horns, right? Okay. And they have a double hair coat, which allows them to handle the cold temperatures much better than conventional cattle.
0: But yeah. the double hair coat isn't going to help them in the heat.
1: No, but here's the, here's the great thing. With the slick mutation, they lose that hair coat, and then they have a very light summer hair coat. So it's like they have a winter coat that they can take off. It, it, um, huh. What's really important about this is because of the droughts that we're having, uh, the price of feed has skyrocketed through the roof. And on every ranch, their number one input cost is probably their winter feed costs. We're finding these animals eat about 20 to 30% less. So not only are we making the animals more more heat adapted in the summer, but we've got an animal potentially that... that can really save money uh, on their feed, winter feed bills right. in the wintertime.
0: How far along are you then? Like, I'm sure there are farmers who are like, yes, sign me up for this. But that, that must be quite a process to get to that point.
1: It, 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 it certainly is. You know, we're, we're into the third year of the project. Um, we have actual uh, animals, the centiple. Um, what do you call them? Well, I'm calling them the, tentatively, we're calling it the climate master. So in, in Australia <laughs> they have a, a they have a new breed called the the drought master, uh, and, and it's it's basically a composite breed or a synthetic they call it but but it's an amalgamation of, of different already existing breeds but it's a planned mating, so we basically have an animal that's his hardy. It's really a cross between between the, the either the um, Galloway or, or the Scottish Highland, which are the cold hardy breeds with our heat-tolerant breed, the Senepol, with a little bit of Red Angus mixed in to give us those carcass traits and those excellent steaks that our customers depend on.
0: Now, this is the kind of work, though, I'm sure some people are like, oh, this is so scientific and we're messing with, but this has been going on for hundreds and hundreds of years, crossbreeding animals.
1: Yeah, so I, I want to make it real clear, we're not doing, there's no GMO involved, we're not gene editing, we're using natural breeding. Now, we're using uh, technologies that the industry's used for 25 years, like artificial insemination and even in vitro fertilization with a, uh, a boutique uh, veterinary clinic in Abbotsford that's been helping us to, to speed up the natural breeding process. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think, you know, the Angus breed in the United States is spending hundreds of thousands, even oh, probably millions, to gene edit the Angus. Breed to really create the same mutation that that we're we, we've been able to achieve through natural breeding.
0: Do you think this is something that we're going to see more of, Dr. Church? Like not just for cattle, but for other farm animals?
1: I, I think that we're going to have to look across the board uh, about the welfare of our livestock with the heat that's coming, even in the barns. You know, most of our barns are passively ventilated. I think we're going to, in the future, have to look at maybe you know. Heaven forbid, but I think we're going to have to consider things like misting systems and air conditioning systems into the future. Here we sit in, in 2023, and we're already hitting close to 50 Celsius. You know, I live in the city of Kamloops at Thompson Rivers University. You know, we hit 49 Celsius. It had never been in 2021 past 41 Celsius. Like, we we, we basically jumped seven degrees, yeah. right? Imagine where we're going to be in 2030 or even 2050. Okay, and that's so, not that far away.
0: So are there is there other work being done? Is there a race to get this done? Or would you find that there's a lot of researchers who are saying, hey, we need to look at this. You
1: know, there's very little uh, work on heat stress being done at, at here in Canada. There's a little bit of work uh, being done at U of A, where I'm also an adjunct professor. But uh, there is certainly work being done in the United States. But they're primarily focused on the Brahma breeds. These are the hump cattle. And there's two problems with that. They don't grow a winter hair coat. And also, you know... The ground is okay, but you sure wouldn't want to have a stake from a bossing to kiss animal.
0: So you're telling us, Dr. Church, that your work is actually the bomb.
1: I think so. It is the (laughs) bomb. Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So how far before you can say, all right, we can now, we have enough numbers, we can start selling these, we can get these into the system.
1: Yeah. So I've I've been very lucky. Uh, We've achieved a lot of breeding success, but mostly we've got females, I have very few bulls, so but the minute. Why? How we, did that happen? Well, you know, we implanted the embryos, and we we, we didn't sex the animal uh, embryos ahead of time. And can you imagine? I've my first five climate master cattle all heifers. <laughs> so I said, if I could just get a bull. So
0: you missed that one little yeah. thing.
1: but you know, if you get a bull, so a heifer can only produce you one calf. If you get a bull. And especially if you use artificial insemination, I could probably breed 2,000 cows off one bull. So if we can get that bull, we can get that. Busy, busy we, we can bowl. get the technology to the the industry very fast.
0: Okay. And again, though, as you point out, this is standard practice in in the farm animal kind of research community.
1: Yeah, especially like for example in the dairy industry, you know, the, these technologies are used by the pure breeders in the beef industry, in the dairy industry, they don't do almost any natural breeding. It's all done by artificial insemination and embryo transplants. So, like I said, this is not new technology. This has been technology that's been around for close to 40, 50 years now.
0: So then what do you say to people then doctor? Do you go, "Hey, this is the future."
1: Oh, I think I think so. Like this, you know, we're going to have to look at, you know, we're probably going to exceed 1.7 Celsius this year with El Nino. Um, we're going to, that was the, 1.5 Celsius is what the Paris Accord said that we shouldn't go past, and we're probably going to hit 1.7 later this year. So I think we're going to have to look at, we're, we're well past, uh, we've we got to look at mitigation.
0: Right. And so when now in the next few years, if I'm driving by a cattle farm and I see a Cattle with really long hair in the winter time. I go, that's weird. I go, hey, that's Dr. Church's work. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, or if you see him with a slick hair coat, um, you know the nice thing with Canada is we have a lot of Red Angus. Mm-hmm. I, I'm quite worried about our friends in the United States because it's all black all the time, baby. It's unbelievable when I drive through the countryside in the United States how much black angus. I've seen there.
0: that down the going down the I five to California. Yeah. that's all you see there.
1: Yeah, imagine you know when it's when it's plus thirty five here in BC. Does anybody go outside with a black t shirt on? No. The problem with those Angus is they solar load. You know, the the heat from the sun, you know, increases their temperature a phenomenal amount.
0: I've learned so much this morning. I feel like I want to take your class, but thank you so much for joining us today. Well,
1: you know, you're certainly welcome to. <laughs> I, I would welcome anyone to join our sustainable ranching program at TRU. And if you want to, I, I, if I could put in a plug for Go Jillian right Watt, ahead. 250-319-2367. Or gwatt at tru.ca. We'd love to have you. We're teaching all, all kinds of things like regenerative agriculture and agritech and business management in our, our, our newly created diploma program at Thompson Rivers University.
0: I so. love it. Thank you so much for your time today.
1: Oh, thank you very much.
0: That's Dr. John Church, Associate Professor in Natural Resource Science at Thompson Rivers University.